Welcome to Forward, the podcast of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. This is your home for progressive, thought-provoking real talk in the chiropractic profession. Featuring the legends, the innovators, and the thought leaders that move our profession forward. And now your host, Dr. Bobby Maybe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Forward, the podcast of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. I'm your host, Dr. Bobby Maybe. And if you do not know about the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance and you've just stumbled upon this, uh, you can check us out at forwardthinkingchiro.com. And you can also check out our legendary Facebook group, which is Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance on the Facebooks. And we also have an Instagram, which is FTCA underscore official. Uh, our first sponsor who supports the podcast and supports the FCCA in general. Today is the T-Tool, and we want to mention the T-Tool first. Uh, check them out at thettool.com. It is a soft tissue mobilization tool that is uh, awesome, three-dimensional, multi-use tool like a Swiss Army knife of uh, IASTM tools. But without the knife part, it's, there's, it's soft and gentle. Soft and gentle, soft tissue mobilization. No knives. Uh, we were mentioning T-Tool first because they put on a huge sale inside the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance Facebook group. And many of our sponsors will put on specials and sales and promotions within the Facebook group. So you want to be sure to be involved with that and check in on the Facebook group frequently. Uh, and for you website members out there, there are always, if you want to become a website member, some great super uber secret deals that go out to members only that people who are not website members do not know about. So thank you, T-Tool, for your support of the podcast and for your support of our members with your great promotions within the group. Our other sponsors are not to be um, laughed at. They're pretty hardcore, too, supporters of the FTCA podcast and of chiropractors in general. There is probably not a better organization right now providing continued education than Parker Seminars. You can check out their events at parkerseminars.com. It looks like October 2nd through the 4th. Uh, they're going to put it on a great digital event, Parker Seminars XR. Uh, so check that out at parkerseminars.com. For right now, as you might know, we've got to go virtual a little bit. But uh, as they say on their website, just because this event is on online doesn't mean it's not going to be a blast. It's going to be a good time, so check it out. And then it looks like Parker Seminars will be getting live. Soon enough. Soon enough, we'll be able to return to live events. I know everyone loves their live events, uh, and that's going to happen. It's going to happen mm -hmm. soon. Just mind your P's and Q's, wash your hands, stay clean, and uh, we'll get there. So check out parkerseminars.com. And our final spot, uh, podcast sponsor uh, right now is uh, China Gel. So we cannot forget about China Gel. It's a great analgesic product, great company. Uh, they're great chiropractic supporters. Uh, their soft tissue mobilization cream goes great with the T-Tool uh, in combination with each other, but it doesn't matter what tool you have, their soft tissue cream dominates. So be sure to check that out. And uh, one last supporter of the podcast is the Chiropractic Success Academy. You don't want to miss this event that's coming up. It is the Chiropractic Success Academy's Business Summit, and it's a virtual summit. Uh, if you don't know what a virtual summit is, bring in a bunch of speakers. It's all free. Um, the speakers have bonuses and gifts. And if you want to keep a copy of the business summit, uh, you can pay to upgrade. Uh, but this business summit is all ethical 
entrepreneurial business related topics only uh, for running your business, your practice, your staff, uh, and planning out your your financial future as a chiropractor. So it's great for young docs. It's great for students. It's great for upskilling uh, those those doctors that need a little bit of upskilling here and there. Uh, we're covering topics like ethical care plans, creating value in your practice, cash flow, student loans, website building, automation and delegation, building referral relationships, the numbers you need to know, event marketing, expanding your knowledge base, and all these other business-related topics. Uh, so if that interests you, if business interests you, then be sure to register. Uh, the registration is HTTPS. Uh, you got your colon and your double backslash. That's how you start all your web stuff. And then you're going to go bit.ly. It's a bit.ly link, bit.ly backslash Cairo business. One big word, Cairo business. Or you can check it out on Forward Chiropractic Events on Facebook, or you can check it out in the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance Facebook page. All right, so that's enough of that promotional stuff. We had to get some of the some of the laundry out of the way before we can relax and listen to a great podcast. This is part two with Chen Yin. We already did a part one just previous to this. So you, if you haven't been introduced to Chen Yin, go back and listen to that podcast as she talks about uh, filling your holistic practice and being an introvert and a visionary at the same time. But on this podcast specifically, we're going to talk about MD referrals uh, Chen Yen is a sought-after national speaker. She's an expert at helping chiropractors grow fulfilling six- and seven-figure practices faster without having to do it the exhausted, extroverted way. So this is for all you introverts out there. Uh, she came from the other side. She was a pharmacist before uh, she started uh, teaching people how to be successful in business. And as a pharmacist, she kept a secret to herself about what she really thought of drugs and then she started and grew a business from zero to seven figures, the introverted way, in less than five years. As the founder of Fill My Holistic Practice, Chen is no longer hiding behind her secret and is excited to be living her passion. It's time that our healthcare system is integrated and people stop depending on drugs and surgery when they don't work. But drugs and surgery are great when they do work. That's my editorial piece. Uh, but depending on them when they when they're outside of the guidelines and unnecessary is the time has come for that to pass. Uh, Chen's clients include immediate past presidents of the American Chiropractic Association Sports Council, board members of the American Society of Acupuncturists, past presidents of the American Association of Naturopathic Physicians. She's on a mission to wake up the planet and change the way we treat illness and health. This can happen only if more chiropractors and holistic practitioners get the word out there. Your patients need you. So don't be a best-kept secret. For six- and seven-figure practice makeover tips, go to www.introvertedvisionary.com. Um, and now I want to let you know, as this podcast plays out, we hit some technical difficulties towards the end of the podcast, but write it out. Uh, it's worth it. It finishes a little choppy, uh, but that's kind of the, the way you go when you're podcasting down in your basement with kids yelling and dogs barking as a side, a side gig for fun to support the chiropractic profession. So I hope you enjoy this podcast and don't forget that uh, CSA business summit, which is September 12th through the 13th, 2020. Um, be sure to register for that. You don't want to miss it.
Hello, everyone, and welcome to Forward, the podcast of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. This is part two of our interview with Chen Yin. We got we couldn't get to all the information that we had in just one episode, uh, so we had to split it up into two. And part two is specifically focused on MD referrals because it's such a hot topic. Everyone wants to know how to do it and do it right. And for specifically the introverts, which we will be talking about in a second. Um, this is an interesting proposition to go to a strange office with strange professionals you've never met before, and then hopefully ask them somehow to give you business. So, uh, Chen, right? It's just, this is super easy, right? This is just something you can do without having to think about it. Yes, it can be if you actually know what you're doing and you don't have to go to, um, doctor's offices there, especially if you're an introvert and don't want to go out. <laughs> so, so we'll talk a little bit about that today too. You don't have to leave your jammies and you can get business. Mm-hmm. Uh, what people might not know about you if they didn't listen to part one, if you, you got to go back and listen to part one, if you haven't, is that Chen Yin went from being a pharmacist to helping chiropractors grow their practices. It's an unusual leap, but how'd you go about that? Yeah. So I started out as a pharmacist working on native American reservations and really appreciated traveling all the time and getting to know the different cultures and tribes. But then you just ended up getting to a point where I thought, I just can't do this anymore. It's, I felt like I always had to, um, what's the right word for that? It's like I had to, to filter what I was saying to my patients because here I was, I would, I would say, Oh, take this, you know, X times a day. And, and then I was not really believing they should be taking it, <laughs> you know? So it, it just drove me crazy. And yeah, I'll put um, the words in your mouth. You had to fill them full of bullshit to keep your job. That's how it felt. My words, not yours. Mm-hmm. And so then I, I uh, after this, after doing that, I realized, okay, I have to get out of there. And without knowing what to do at the time, I just thought, well, at least let's see what I can do to help the pharmacists around me get um, into jobs they enjoy more because they would have on their computer screens, you know, countdown timers. They were in government jobs. So 15 years, two days. And I thought, oh my goodness, not a way to live. And so I ended up helping them um, get travel assignments and also work in different hospital settings and help them essentially, you know, place them in different positions that, uh, were more fulfilling than the prior jobs they were in. So I used to think, and, and I grew that business to seven figures in, in less than five years. And I used to always just think, okay, if I make more money, then I can do what I really cared about outside of work. But it didn't really happen that way. I went through a time frame of a lot of soul searching and realized that there's a part of me that felt like I was still quite out of alignment, where here I was telling people still, to be on drugs when, when I, I had this, this secret life in a way, super extreme, holistic little things. Like I don't own a cell phone. I still can't imagine owning one. And, um, so I just thought, well, what could really change our healthcare system? And I don't really think that it's going to be the government or the insurance companies or drug companies changing things. I think this really starts with you as chiropractors and other holistic practitioners, functional medicine practitioners and the practitioners really getting the word out about what you do. And that's when things will change. When people are asking for it, that's when things will change. 
And so that's what led me to help chiropractors and other holistic practitioners with growing their practices because I had that experience of, of growing a successful business. And a lot of chiropractors went into school to help people, but not necessarily run a business. And so, so that's what led me to do this kind of work. And, you know, when, and since then we've helped a lot of chiropractors, you know, clients of ours include uh, the president of American Chiropractic Association, Sports Council. Um, we have other clients, uh, you know, for example, American Association of Naturopathic Physicians. Uh, president was a, a client of ours. And uh, yeah, an American Society of Acupuncturists board members also a client of ours. So, so but we help clients with, with at all different levels of practice, whether it's newer stages of growth to, to where, you know, you know, you get so busy because like you are, Bobby, <laughs> you get busy to the point where, where you don't feel like, okay, I just can't, I can't see a ton more patients all the time like this, um, need some help. So the helping practices grow to a point where, scale. Yeah, 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 run without it's them. very important. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone has to scale at some point. If you're doing it right, you're going to hit a ceiling and yes. everyone's got their own different version or definition of what that ceiling is and in, in your job. I guess as time goes on as a professional is to expand that ceiling as much as you can and be an expert of scaling or you end up just kind of owning a job or the job Very owns true. you, however you want to want to look at it. Why is, why are MD referrals at this point in time, such a key component of this growth concept or success concept in business? Well, for one, especially in the current climate and even beyond you know, this whole thing, if you're wanting more new patients, and especially if you're hearing that money is tight, for instance, and if you're concerned about what's going to happen with our economy, how's that going to affect um, my practice? Well, when a patient's referred by a medical doctor, they trust their doctor, medical doctor, much more than some other kind of way they might have heard about you, whether it's an ad or some other avenue. And so they're more likely to come in. And, and also stick with it too. And in terms of um, the possibility for getting MD referrals, I feel like it's just so undertapped. And medical doctors, they have thousands of patients in their practices. They're actually always looking to get good outcomes for their patients. See, this is something that I sometimes hear from chiropractors, like, well, they, don't, they probably wouldn't want to refer or they feel like they've got their patient handled. The truth is, just like, I feel like just as with most of us, when we got into being clinicians, we went into it to help people. And so they are also looking to get good outcomes. They just may not have the kinds of tools that you do. Um, and also they're pressed for time. Um, they're just really pressured by our, the current system, healthcare system. And so it's not like they have much it's many times it's just structured around, okay, let's diagnose and let's give drugs and surgery. That's it. Right. And so, um, but as you and I know that I, in those of you listening, it's like, doesn't solve everything. And MDs know that too. Um, also right now people aren't wanting to be in the ER and hospital so much these days. I mean, how many of you really want to be out there in a hospital where other people are more sick? especially during these times. And so um, patients are asking for, and they're really preferring other options too. On top of that, even before this whole whole, um, COVID thing too, it's like there was already a huge shortage of of MDs that were 
expected by 2025. And this is this has been in, in different studies, and that's coming up soon. And so you there um, really there's so much of a need is the point that I'm I'm trying to make. And and then for those of you who might be concerned about well, but I don't know about this thing. It seems like it could be a lot of work. Well, you only need a handful of people who are your biggest champions. And um, it's one of the few approaches where you can literally set it up once and then you could be getting re referrals even three months from now, six months from now, a year from now. Or, uh, I mean, I have clients who have full practices primarily through doctor referrals and, and they don't really do too much else to, to market or spend money or spend time growing their practices. So. That's really nice. She's saying there's a system. You can just set up a system mm -hmm. and eventually the system can run for you. Yeah, it really helps. And you know, cause I, th I think um, one of the things that, that uh, really helps in, in terms of what our clients come to us for is because I come from that unique experience of having worked in different settings, having worked at hospital setting, outpatient, at, uh, at the FDA and at Merck. So I've actually seen what gets doctors, MDs to refer and what, what doesn't. So really giving, giving our clients shortcuts to, to that. So having that system and structure in place that, that you know, can just plug into and, and um, yeah, it's totally, I mean, yeah, it's totally doable if you know what you're doing. What gets MDs to refer? Just hammering them with research papers? <laughs> well, um, you know, in terms of uh, research papers, that it's actually a, a, a good uh, thing to do that in terms of include research kinds of papers to show them because it is an avenue that helps them understand chiropractic more and for those of you doing functional medicine, you know, understand that more. Um, so it's certainly what you brought up is certainly one, one avenue. And then one, there are also, what'd you say? One piece of the, of the mm -hmm. pie, right? Mm -hmm, for sure, yeah. And then there's some other key things too. And because some of the... Um, I would say some of the most common things I end up hearing from, from characters about this in terms of having this desire, feeling like, oh, that could, maybe I could try that approach, but then like wondering, well, where do I start? And how do I get past the gatekeepers? Or, oh, I, well, I did actually have a good conversation, but nothing much ever came of it. So, um, yeah, so in terms of, of, I would say a few things that are really key is um, in terms of, of some of the, the biggest mistakes, I think one mistake I often see is is doing this big blast of, of uh, like letter blasting kind of a thing. And oh, I mean, I'm gonna send out a bunch of mail outs and, and I hope that at least, you know, even if a couple doctors reply, that was great, right, and MD, reply and that's great but i mean just think about it if you were were uh and the receiving no, you're too end nice. of things you're too nice i'm going to stop you right there <laughs> i'm just going to say it right out loud don't send out your passive non your passive nonsense introductory letter that takes no effort and, ha and you have no skin in the game to send out mm -hmm. don't send out that stupid letter that says hi i'm so and so and i'd love to have your patience let's just not do that one, they get like a thousand of those a month. <laughs> right. And then two, there's no, there's, there's nothing behind it. There's no impetus. There's no will. And probably the, the doctor themselves never even sees it, but go ahead, please. Mm -hmm. I'm just so going to put it out there for the audience. Don't <laughs> do the letter. 
don't do the letter without some of this other stuff that you're probably going to talk about. Right. Because what are they going to do? They're going to look at it front, especially front office. Just think about what you do with, with things from throw people you don't know. Mm -hmm. yeah, throw them away. Yeah. And so then another mistake I, I see is, is just expecting that they'll start referring after one conversation. And I feel like that's sometimes it's, it's just one of those hopeful things. I think it's easy to, to get into where you just feel like, Oh yeah, I did something, you know, Oh, this felt so good. Um, so then, then hoping that it would happen. But I mean, if you just really think about it, it's almost like going out on a date. You don't really expect to, um, be getting married from your first date. It's like the same thing with, with doctor referrals too. And, um, and then, so also giving up too early, it's like, Oh, that didn't work for me. And then, Oh, and then move on to something else. Right. Actually, I think even this concept of moving on to something else, it's not, not just even, um, for, MD referrals, like trying out this, this concept. I, I think, I think uh, it's a common mistake a lot of chiropractors make overall in, in terms right. of with anything they try with marketing. So uh, all of them. Yes. We talk yeah. about this with content creation all the time. Mm -hmm. People will make a, uh, a, like a YouTube video, for example, and only get 12 views. And then they just like, well, I'm not going to make any more YouTube videos. No one's going to watch. Right. But mm -hmm. what you, what people understand, what they don't understand about YouTube videos, but, but others will explain to them is it is almost parabolic. You can go for six months getting 12 views on YouTube and then you make that, that next video and then it goes up to 650 overnight. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then all the rest of them, which were evergreen content, they start to get views as well. And then it just explodes on you. Yes. That, and so it's really about finding your, um, like what's comfortable for you in terms of of uh, what kind of marketing approach feels right, and then and then going all out with it in terms of really putting your all your energy towards it for for um, that a certain amount of time frame before just being like, oh yeah, this didn't work, and I try something else. <laughs> so go for YouTube yeah. and for MD referrals. Yeah. yeah, it's like committing to it for a long period of time. Like we're I'm going to do this thing for a year, and then if it doesn't work after a year, then you can look back and. Mm -hmm. think yeah. about what you want to do, but only trying it two or three times is not going to cut it. I guess that would be the same as dating as well. Right. <laughs> so a spouse, true, right? Maybe uh -huh. you don't just ask two people out and then say, well, no more spouses for me. That didn't work. <laughs> exactly. You want to keep at it for a while. <laughs> maybe you can learn how to be a better person to date <laughs> mm, yep. mm -hmm. with some feedback along the way, you know? Yes, yeah, I always use that dating Falls. that dating comparison because these are all relationships. It's relationship marketing. Um, dating is a different type of relationship. When you're working as a doctor and a patient, that's a doctor-patient relationship. So there's all these are all relationships. So it's big on com communication, big on introspection about how can I be better at these relationships myself instead of expecting them to be better for me, and all these other things really come into play. Mm-hmm. So true. And then also, I think uh, one thing that I see is a common mistake is this concern of, oh, but MDs, they see me as competition. So um, that, and that you're trying to be their primary care provider. And so the, I would say that um, for the most part, I wouldn't say, having hung out with, with MDs so much in my career, I don't think that that's like their first thought normally. But if you are concerned about that, then then talk in terms of how can you be a, um, contributing with a team approach here together. And uh, so 
is it true that they prefer to see themselves as really the, the, the dominant seat in that, in that primary care provider role? Yes, unfortunately, I would say for, for the, um, for a large majority of MDs, but I would say that there's still a possibility of, for one, you being their primary care provider too. <laughs> and, um, and then also the ones who might not really see you as such, then, then I, you're st there's still an approach to, to collaborate and work together and, and be mutually beneficial for, for your patients. So when you see people who are winning at this concept of getting MD referrals and the ones that are not winning or they're struggling or they, they're really just, they gave up on even the idea whatsoever, what are some of the differences between winning and not winning? Mm -hmm. I would say one of the things that, that is really key to the, um, the chiropractors having success with this is being more strategic about it than just the, okay, let me at least try to get my foot in the door and then kind of just like, go that far with thinking about it. Um, the, and I think it also helps to have a big picture of why are they not actually referring? Because when, when you have a clear sense of that, then it's going to be easier to actually get the referral. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit in a moment. And for example, I had a client of mine who he had a pretty inconsistent practice. And, um, and then after we, we worked together, he, he grew to six figures and consistent six figures all the time. And, and then he, like before he, he didn't even know how to quite approach these doctors, even though he wanted to, but um, now he actually has even MDs approaching him. And he, he was saying, Oh, this one MD wanted to stop by my office to even see my office. And that was just such a, you know, such a new concept <laughs> compared to what he was used to before when trying to get their attention before. So the first thing I think it would be helpful to write down a, like, if you have a, if you, have a piece of paper, then then draw this. If you're driving or you're listening to, to this on the go or the gym or something, then just, just picture this. So draw a, a um, triangle. And then on the very top, write down uh, trust in, in practitioner, trust in you as practitioner. And then on the bottom left corner, write down trust in modality and approach. And then in the I mean, bottom left corner and the bottom right corner, write down top of mind awareness. So here's what to do with this is I want you to think about a doctor and an MD you would like to be getting referrals from, or maybe if you already are getting referrals from, from an MD or more MDs, choose one. And then I want you to rate yourself on a scale of one through 10 for each one of these areas with 10 being the highest for, for a series. So the first one is the trust in you as a, a, um, as a practitioner and a person too. See, because if, if they trust in you as a practitioner, but they don't, it's not like they have that personal connection with you, they might not refer as much also. I mean, just think about the people you refer the most to. You probably, there's some aspect of, of how you like them, you know, to some extent, typically. Um, and then, uh, so rate yourself on scale one to 10 there. And then the second thing, as far as the, the modality, trust in your modality. So if they are, uh, if they don't really trust that, then they're not going to refer. If they, even if they, well, here, here what, what do I want to say about this? So, and if they're skeptical or they're concerned about safety and efficacy, they're not going to refer because many MDs are quite concerned about safety and efficacy and being sued. And the, um, 
with this, even so sometimes some some chiropractors will say to me, well, yeah, they 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 trust in my modality. And but the thing is, do they do they actually understand the scope of your approach and what kinds of patients it could really help with, like all different kinds of situations? Or are they just boxing you in as, oh, I can just send this person to a chiropractor when when they have their back hurts, right? Like so to what extent do, do the MDs really understand the scope of what you do? So rate yourself scale one through 10 there for that and then safety, efficacy, and, and um, that as well. And then the third is the top of mind awareness. So even if they like you and even if they, ha um, they trust in your approach, uh, they, you know, if, if you're not, in their top of mind awareness, they're not necessarily gonna refer either. Cause just think about their day. They're really busy. They're either seeing patients day and, and you know, one after the other, they're dealing with all kinds of situations, calls and then nurses and, and then drug reps and, and vendors trying to get their attention. And they hardly have time for lunch sometimes. And, you know, so, so of all that, and, and also seeing patients, you want, you want them to be aware of when they're seeing patients, they think ding, 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 ding. I need to refer this person to um, to them because such and such, right? So if you're not in their top of mind awareness, this this is exactly why, you know, companies, drug companies, spend so much money sending out drug reps to doctor's offices because. Well, I was just about to say this is the muffins <laughs> part. This is where you're like, how can that guy get so many referrals or that gal just because they bring muffins to the doctor's office once a month? <laughs> like a box of like you know horrible pastries mm -hmm. and it's They're like so yeah. unhealthy for you yeah you know? and then the scheduling uh person responsible for scheduling at the doctor's office and they eat the muffins and that's the top of mind right there right that is one 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 of one the top of mind of them, thing but yeah but i mean you don't have to be like that i mean that's the 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 drug rep kind of uh top of mind awareness that they they you know do to get well i knew a doc who used to go down and specifically carry the box of pastries himself into the office of course you don't have to do that you've got mm -hmm. if you've got a staff but uh, knowing this audience there are multiple different types of practitioners in here and, and there's a lot of lone wolves and you lone wolves out there that are practicing all by yourself yes you're probably even if you're an introvert gonna have to consider walking that box of pastries down to the office for an example it doesn't have to be pastries but yeah and, and you know it, it doesn't have to be this as being a, some, uh, something you do because i have i have clients who've never done that and they've gotten um referrals from doctors and so mds and so so it's just a matter of of the approach to you're taking as as a chiropractor and have and a top I, of mind strategy though. yeah totally and I think one thing that is really key too is um, really showing yourself as an equal. And I think sometimes, especially if you might feel a little intimidated by reaching out or maybe you haven't had a good experience having reached out to a doctor's office and then been shut down, you might feel a little um, discouraged and then, then start to almost act as if like you're not supposed to be talking to them or something. And so they're going to pick up on that. And whereas if you really show up as an equal to them, like, Hey, I'm a doctor and such and such, and I such and such, like that kind of an attitude um, is also really important too. Let me ask you this about the triangle. Mm -hmm. um, 
is it is it equilateral <laughs> or do are one of the angles more important to the uh, than the other in your mind i believe it it really is is um something that it's pretty equal i think because if just think about it like if you don't like someone and you just i guess the only the only scenario i would say if you if you don't like someone you refer would probably be if you just know that person's absolutely amazing right and you don't care yeah. you. but i think that's kind of more rare right um so i from from my experience it's relatively equal um, and even if it weren't then it's still a, a very simple thing that you can always keep in mind if when you if you're looking at a situation of oh this doctor isn't referring anyone to me okay how can i what what do i rate myself in, in each of these areas right now. Okay, so it's like a three, a four, and then maybe like an eight in another area. Okay, so how can I move myself up here from a three to a seven or or four to an eight, right? Or even a Yes. So absolutely. that's that's the purpose of this. Self-assessment. Yeah, each one of you can benefit from, from um, just having this in your awareness. I think you touched on a really important little tidbit there um, th there are, there are absolutely going to be physicians that will have no interest in you whatsoever. Let's goes back to the dating reference. I mean, there's going to be people that you might want to date, but they would have no interest in you whatsoever. Like you're, you know, you're not tall enough. You're not, you don't make enough money. Like the, all those dating parameters, that one that you referred to as far as perception of safety of your methods like if an MD, if a physician just does not believe, like it's a belief system, regardless of what research you can present to them about the safety or efficacy of chiropractic or whatever else you're doing with your practice. Like if you take, for instance, pediatrics, like treating infant children with chiropractic techniques, there are going to be physicians out there that no matter what you presented to them, they're just not going to buy it. They will not believe that it's safe enough or whatever. You have to learn uh, to walk walk away. <laughs> you got to move on to the next one, mm -hmm. and and Very don't true. be too beat up about it. Uh, you're just not going to penetrate that that shell there. Um, so some of this is somewhat of a numbers game. I've heard people recommending, you know, you want to make in in your region, you want to make a list, a massive list of the physicians you might want to communicate with, and you want to go through the massive list and not just uh, isolate one, two, or three physicians because to some degree it is it is a numbers game and you might overlook some that you think might be receptive and you get turned down by the three or four that were on your list when there were 48 more that could have been on your list and then you get a, an unfair bias of what, you, like your your perception of what the MDs think of you is wrong because you just picked the three or four that were just, you should have <laughs> talked to them true. in the first place. Uh -huh. And I would say that, that um, it it's also like that list can be cut down so much shorter as well because you know it's funny because and, and what you're saying is true and i know that like especially uh, my introverted clients they would feel like oh my god i really have to write this list it's this big list so um and actually yeah. someone no someone i catch what you're me. doing here i'm i'm giving yeah. you non-introvert solutions <laughs> and you are you are rebutting them with introvert solutions <laughs> Like I'm saying make a huge list and bring them muffins. And you're like, no, you don't need a new, huge list and you don't need muffins. Right. There's a, there's a different system for this. Yes. Yeah, so someone actually came to me and they said, 
I was told I was working with someone else and they said, I need to write down this list of a hundred doctors in my area. And I thought, I just thought about it and I felt exhausted just hearing about it. Yeah. And I know, I know who advises that. And for some people that's a great tactic and for others that is not a good tactic whatsoever. Yeah, totally. And um, go listen to Bobby's advice there right now for you. Those of you extroverts, because we need to make sure you're taken care of too. And then for those of you who are, are um, wanting to go in a more introverted way. So, you know, I think it's actually going to be helpful to go. Um, this is what I share with all my clients. It's like, actually go deeper with fewer uh, nice. MDs. And the reason for that is when you're so like, if you have this huge list anyway, and you're trying to reach out, it's what could you really do with each, each reach out, right? Like the impression that you make and that it, it just takes it for one, it just feels like even if you are going to do it well, it's like, it could take a lot of work. And I mean, I, you know, personally, <laughs> personally for our clients, I'd prefer they do less work and go see patients, spend your time seeing patients, go spend time with your family more. Yeah, um, right. So uh, so yeah, so being more strategic about the list you pair in, ter- in terms of even selection initially, and then just go deeper in the relationships with each one. And, and then that way, um, like usually when, it, when I recommend our clients work on this, it's like, okay, five or less, right? So, um, and in terms of what I would say in terms of um, the steps, so, it, so with our clients, we, we talk about the doctor referral success system. And there are, um, there are a few key steps to it. And I would say one of the, the biggest mistakes is going straight to um, essentially the third step, which is like, okay, I need to get my foot in the door without paying attention to, okay, so, so some of these pre-planning things, just like what, what um, Bobby you and I were just talking about, right, in terms of, hmm, well, who could be the, the right uh, MDs to, to connect with? And um, do you have a checklist for that? Like what's a, for, for example, for our clients, I usually have this five point checklist with this, but in terms of um, one hot tip also right now, it's uh, that you all can take away from this. Cause one, one thing I sometimes hear from chiropractors is like, well, I'm not uh, the, the MDs aren't in a part of, I mean, like I'm not a part of their insurance, um, like the, the, like their patients, they expect uh, their patients to be able to have this covered by insurance, right? Yeah, the XYZ insurance, yeah. Right, right. And so what do I do? Because the, the MD is just, you know, that's just not going to help. So what, one thing you can do when you're looking at selecting which MD needs to reach out to would be, uh, especially if you have more of a cash-based practice or want more of a cash-based practice, then to reach out to MDs who already do have more of a cash-based practice or concierge practice. So that's one thing. And then um, in terms of being strategic about who you're, you're actually connecting with. So one thing you could do is to be, um, this, this is one of the tips to get past gatekeepers. It's actually to go through your existing patients. So because each of you likely already has at least one patient. And if you don't, there's other approaches here I'll talk about in a moment. But but if you have even at least one patient who has done well under your care, then that can be a great avenue to start off the, the um, conversation and, and the collaboration because that's going to be so much more of a warmer relationship to start off with than just randomly uh, calling people in the phone block kind of thing, or mm, you know, yeah. people on the internet. So um, then the one thing that can really help because then might be thinking, well, what am I going to say? So 
uh, that would actually get their attention. I'm going to give you a script with this that has worked well for our clients. And I'll also um, give the link to the template for this, like the full, full template here so that uh, especially if you're driving, all you need to do is remember um, this link or go back, remember after our call, you know, I mean, off after the podcast to, to go to the show notes and click on, on the link to get the template. So um, the link to it is www.getmoremdreferrals.com and forward slash FTCA. So www.getmoremdreferrals dot com forward slash FTCA. So this is what you can actually say um, so that they're more likely to want to listen to you if you have a mutual patient. So you can say something like, like once you've gotten connected with the, the doctor, so you can say, I'd love to hear more about your practice. I'm looking for a good, and then insert the kind of provider they are. For example, you could say, I'm looking for a good um, orthopedic surgeon to send my patients to when the need arises. And, uh, and then you can ask them about their philosophy or approach. Another way you can address this is you could say, many of my patients will need, and then insert the kind of physician, many of my patients will need primary care physicians. Um, and some people ask, or you can say, some people ask me for recommendations. I would like to know what your philosophy is and what kinds of patients you most like working with so I can refer the right people to you when the need arises. Because the thing is that, even if an MD is busy, they still, many times they still like the idea of getting referrals too. So this is just, this just makes a very um, non-threatening kind of a way to approach the relationship without just saying, hi, I'm here and I want more referrals, <laughs> which right. is how I think sometimes um, conversations go. I think it's much more about making it about them instead of you. Mm -hmm. You're already walking in sort of with the stink of wanting referrals. They know why you're there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right, right. So, and then another th thing is that I often get asked, you know, in terms of well, how, getting past the gatekeepers. And so there are ways to, to actually navigate and have conversations with the gatekeepers so that they, you have them on your side. But for now, let's just talk about how do you even just go around that whole thing. <laughs> um, so one thing is, is, is what we just talked about here. And then another is um, looking out for MDs who would, um, oh, actually I'll, I'll just share, share that thing about the gatekeepers before I move on to this. So one thing, one avenue that one of my chiropractor clients is doing is reaching out to them by LinkedIn directly. And so that way he's actually gotten um, MDs booked that way and, and, and meeting with them via, via Zoom right now. Um, and, and he also had a, another one who he ended up, um, they met up, you know, through, through this. So you just need to know, know what to say, you know, when you're approaching them like that. Um, so then the, in terms of other approaches would be finding MDs who are testing for COVID right now. And because that's also another reason that you could bring it up if you don't do testing in your office or if they just do more, more comprehensive testing, um, do blood draws and that kind of thing for it. And so, so then um, that can be a wonderful reason to connect with MDs too, because maybe your, some of your patients might end up asking for it or needing that. And then right. you can use a, a script that's kind of similar to what I just shared. Well, um, your client that jumped to six figures, let's be honest how they did that. They, they probably fed those physicians somehow. 
probably oh, got... you mean like in terms of with with referrals to? Yeah, we're not talking about pastries this time. We're talking about like actually got them business, brought no, business to them. You know, not he didn't didn't actually. That wasn't one of those things. I mean, it is it is helpful. I will say that is certainly helpful to to start off the relationship in in the uh, a way of giving versus like, hey, just send me all your referrals, right? Um, but it, like, what do you, what do you do if, if you don't feel like you have any patients you can refer out and start, start that way to develop a relationship w would be things like, um, really doing a, uh, a great job with your, your existing patients. And, and then it's like, it's right in front of their eyes. Oh my gosh, this guy's <laughs> like, how did he get, how did he or she get my, my patient so much better? Right. Um, also there's still think about how can you contribute to that other person just overall that's where you know getting to know them more as a person and and then understanding oh what maybe what are some other things they're dealing with it has nothing to do with with um the practice or patients or business or anything but even if you gave gave them a good good referral for for like um for plumbing repair or something right so it just there's just start some energy of of um connection that happens more there too um, and then a, another way to, in terms of, of getting in right now that is working well, especially in this climate, and especially if you, you're an introvert and don't want to leave the house. And, um, although, you know what, what Bobby was mentioning earlier is, is a good strategy in terms of, of if you do want to, to make that connection with, with the MDs in person, a client of mine would do this, um, and she would, she would actually stop by and unannounced and she would say hi i i, I was just in the area i want to introduce myself to you and then she would introduce herself to all the office people and and that worked really well i mean she planned this right it's not like she just haphazardly stopped by <laughs> but, but she would she would say that and that, that actually was a good segue in inter introducing herself and um and then the the um in terms of Another avenue though right now, especially if you don't want to go out, is you could use, you could do a short video. So I was helping, um, I've been helping my clients with this and, and for example, you know, there's, we did actually, you know, I encourage her to do a, one of my clients, do a, a short video that was literally like less than two minutes. So, and having it be created in a strategic way that would make the doctor want to reach out to her. So, um, so then, because you know, it's one thing to just do a video to do a video. <laughs> it's another to actually have it translate into interest in in developing that relationship further, even in referring. And so, what's really cool is that 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 video it can be created once and then used over and over and over again. And if you really wanted to go the extra mile, you could you know you could do a slightly different intro with it um, for the individual doctor, but. But otherwise, that's that's actually working really well right now, especially during these times to to get those referrals going. Cool. Uh, beyond that stuff, are there any other tools or tips or things that you can pass on in your infinite wisdom about being successful with getting referrals from physicians? Mm -hmm. One thing that that worked really well, um, and actually it still does work really well. Uh, for our clients. It's something that that originally it helped one of our clients when I was first working with with her on it. It helped her double the number of MD referrals she was getting. And what was it? It's to actually give MDs a referral pad that looks like a this, that's a size of a prescription pad. So there's a distinction here because even if you've heard of 
oh, a referral pad. So there are referral pad sizes that are that are pretty big, like they're eight and a half by eleven even. And uh, yeah, like, like your radiology referral pad. Exactly. Size, yeah. Mm -hmm. But then the key here is the referral pad that looks like the typical size of a prescription pad. Why? Because many patients, they just when they see uh, something that looks like a prescription, they just, it's like, oh, they go and fill it, right? So um, when, when they see that, then they'll be more likely to actually think, oh, I need to do something about this thing. So that one thing has helped our, our um, clients increase the, the number of referrals they get from, from MDs. So that's actually something I'm including in, in that link as well, a sample um, referral pad. So what happened was that, that I was helping this client of ours with it and, and um, and then I was looking around for, so I was looking around for, hmm, is there uh, something I could just tell her to get, you know, but I didn't like what, what, what was out there. And, and also it seemed like it took a while to get, to get, get there and, and also seemed like it cost <laughs> quite a bit. So, so I ended up getting, getting it created through a graphic designer that we work with. And so that's going to be, that's in the template too, that y'all can, can already, um, you know, download and, and, and then use right away. So that's, that's at the, the uh, www.getmoremdreferrals.com forward slash FTCA. And then it's just a matter of also the timing of the, the um, when you get the referral pad is important too. So I think a lot of this is, is um, that I, I often see mistake wise that chiropractors make is, is in the timing of things. It's, and and also it's like, oh, that's great. And it starts just like the first meeting. Oh, here's my referral pad. And, and again, you know, like that relationship might not have been, been built enough to that point yet. So you might want to just hold off a little bit until you feel like, okay, they, they are actually, they seem like they have an interest in referring. Otherwise you're just wasting um, that as well. So just one side. There's a there method that we go through and it's in a previous podcast with uh, the CEO of Master Networks, Chaz Wilson. And in Master Networks, which is a networking it's similar to BNI, the networking group. Uh, Chaz Wilson has brought up the bond method, B-O-N-D, and you got to build common interests with who you're networking with. You have to uh, discover the challenges in each person's occupation. So these MDs, you'd want to know what, what challenges them. And specifically, if we're talking chiropractic and it's back pain, be like, what is, more, what is challenging about your back pain patients that you would like to solve? Um, and then you establish what needs need to be met to, to fix that challenge. And then you go through a discovery phase of how to solve that together. And you can't, awesome. and it's like, uh, once again, with relationships, you know, you're handing out the referral pad before you've actually got the prospective dates, phone number, you know, mm -hmm. or you even know if they're even interested in you and you're already asking them to go to the prom. <laughs> right. And also the challenge thing, it's, it's also, um, that's a great kind of a thing to think about, to ask. One thing that, that I found in my eight years of experience working with MDs is that many times they've got a lot of pride with this. And especially if they don't know you yet, like they're not going to tell you about their challenges, you know? So it's like how sure. you ask it makes a difference. Oh the, so, yeah. They, they don't have challenges. That's beat out of them in their internship yeah. process. They're never wrong. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So skillful communication here. Mm -hmm. So for example, what I encourage our clients to actually say instead would be something like, well, what do you wish were different about treatment options for such and such? Yeah, there you go. Right. So that's worth that this whole was, podcast right there. Yeah. That way it's not language. so much about. Yep. So that works uh, really well. 
so before everyone leaves one more time let them know where to go to get all this information what they get when they go to the link and all that stuff sure so um the the link is the where you're going to be getting because i want to make sure that you would be able to have the the whole script that uh, i gave you in terms of how do you approach a doctor doctor referrals for um, when you have a mutual patient and then that referral pad template. So you can actually use that to be getting more referrals from doctors. And then, um, the doctor referral success roadmap too. So what are the steps of it? There's seven steps. So are you following the steps in the right order? Are you skipping things? And, um, cause when you follow the steps you're going to be successful with it right? and having a system and strategy in place. And, um, and then those of you who are at a place where you're feeling like, oh, it's so slow, right? Or slower than usual and, and um, you're experiencing a dip and you would like to be busier in your practice and it would sure be nice if it were more consistent. And, and then for those of you who are also like, you're in a place where you are busy, um, but there's whenever you go on vacation it, or it takes more time with family or just be by yourself to relax, it's like, there's a dip, right? So, so, um, we need to change that. So, um, www.getmoremdreferrals.com. So www.getmoremdreferrals.com forward slash FTCA and go there now. And then uh, get those templates, start using them, and um, yeah, keep going out there. I mean, in terms of keep going um, with your practice and go up, go and wake up the planet because people are here. They need you. Like people are are needing you now more than ever, and it's just a matter of them realizing that you're there. And um, getting MD referrals is such a great avenue. Um, that it's an avenue where you don't have to be be paying, right, to, in terms of paying money for ads or anything like that, or uh, just need to have a couple people. Imagine if you had three providers sending you one or two referrals a week, what would that do for your practice? So, so feel free to, to go there. And, um, and also those of you who, who feel like, mm, not sure if MD approach is really the right one for me, there are other um, introverted strategies also, because what's right for someone else isn't right for you necessarily. So, We'll dig into that. What are your top two introverted strategies that you could be be using to help you um, even double quickly? So, yeah. The lens that you look at things through, uh, through the eyes of an introvert, really help people because a lot of the advice they get is from the just get out there and do it type of uh, point of view. And that's not how most of us who, who are introverted think about the world. That's kind of stressful. <laughs> Yes. Mm -hmm. We introverts need a different approach. So, and having, um, having a way or a system and having a way or a system to hire and build a team around you that can get that stuff done. So you don't have to is very important for scaling, which is where we started this podcast. All right, boss. I'm glad our paths have crossed and uh, I'm glad that you're part of the FTCA family. Now we're going to talk to you soon. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks for having me here today. Yeah. Thank you for your time.